right, welcome Boulevard Club, Stefan Cadu here, and my co-host Paul Cairns. Welcome to Don't Be a Deuce, episode number three. What's going on, Steph? Paul, you ready to do this? Awesome. Can't wait to get, get watching some late night tennis. I know. So we just did a little recap, but we talked about the Canadians in episode two. Got me a little fired up. And now I'm ta- I'm ready to talk more about the Canadians, but maybe everyone else as well in terms of our Australian Open. 2022 Australian Open. I'm glad we have a Grand Slam to watch. As you said, get no sleep because that's when the matches are played. Wait, 3.30 is usually the starting point. I think it starts at 11 o'clock at night, usually the women's matches. Right, and but the, big, the big match is usually 3.30. Getting, a lot of getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch. All right. So... We're going to preview the draw. Um, should we consider talking about a little bit of the drama? There's been some drama around this tournament. It's the first time in Grand Are Slam history. Are you able to, to be politically correct, Paul, here, and not uh, give too many opinions or what? It's pretty tough for me to do, but right. I think well, it's the first time in, in Grand Slam history that delayed the production of the draw. Due you to think all the drama. our little friend uh, Novak had something to do with this? Well, I think they wanted to get a sense if he's going to play. Before yeah, yeah. They I know they're saying there's other people they're testing to see if they're positive or negative to be able to play, but uh, I think that was obviously a huge part of it. So let's just recap for our viewers out there. So Novak is, is admitted, obviously, to, to not being vaxxed, and uh, he had applied for sort of exceptional medical exemption, um, did not get accepted originally, so he was sort of looked like he was going to get deported, and then he appealed it, and he won the appeal, and now... As far as we know, he's in the tournament, but there's still a possibility of a, of a judge or, or a minister that could sort of decline him and, and send him back. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few days. Yeah, I mean, pretty interesting. He got approval from the Australian Open tournament organizers, and one level of government didn't have a border approval for, for entry. And it uh, looks like he's won his appeal, but there is uh, one minister who can veto it and, and deport him. But if that happens, I understand he's not allowed to go back into Australia for three years. So that would be huge. So oh. I, I actually think it's probably unlikely, even though there's huge pressure within the country uh, now of, you know, people do want to see him deported because they, they've had to follow the rules and they, they view him as somebody who hasn't followed the rules and they don't think exceptions should be made. But, you know, probably they should have made this decision before he arrived and uh, either said you're in or you're out and, and moved on. But uh, what a drama. Well, because this, this is a huge moment. I mean, Djokovic is, you know, as we know, tied for... For I was at Sampras Webb with Nadal and Federer with 20 Grand Slams. Um, he has nine Australian Opens. This is where he's had the most success. I mean, I think nine titles is second best to only Nadal's French Opens. And I don't think anyone else has won that many of one particular Grand Slam. And so it's kind of fitting for him. As much as he's not my favorite player, I, I respect him tremendously as a player. He's just not, you know, I tend to be more of a Fed fan, but um, that's right, I said it. Uh, hopefully he'll come back one day. Hopefully. Done, man. You got to give up on that dream. No, it's still tied. <laughs> uh, it would be very fitting for Djokovic to uh, break the record in Australia where he's had the most success. I mean, that certainly would be fitting, and, and obviously I think Australians would probably like to see that. Having said that, they've been pretty tight with their borders and, and, and rule following, so, you know, should they make an exception for him? Maybe not. I don't know. Hey, at the end of the day, Novak loves to play that villain role. Yeah. So he's going to get heckled. If he do, they don't let him play, he's going to heckled every single match. And I think he's going to embrace it. And it's probably going to embolden him. And he's going to be fiery. Money. He's going to have those, like, tantrums. It's going to be nice to see. He's going to be pretty uh-huh. charged up. I mean, it's certainly, I think he's a, a creature of habit and routine. Uh, so this is certainly going to impact it. But he knows his years are numbered, right? Like, you know, he's lost 4-7 against Medvedev. That's big. Yeah. So, and then against Severov, he's lost two of four. So he's starting to lose to these players on a more regular basis, and I think he knows the clock's ticking if he's going to win. Having said Grand that, Slams. he did win three of the Grand Slams last year, so he's not exactly struggling. Paul, <laughs> make it sound like he can't win a match. I just, you got to create some drama. He can <laughs> yeah. win matches, but it's getting, he's, he's it's getting okay. harder. He's 35 years old. It's not so easy. Uh, he's fit as a fiddle. 
Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, so let's get into the draws. Let's get to the draw. So should we start with the women first? How about we start with the women's? Uh, should we look talk about our Canadian Layla Fernandez? Well, you know, I think looking at that draw, she probably got almost as the best possible draw she could. Uh, she's in the bottom half, which I think, you know, certainly suits her. Sabalenka is the top seed in her quarter and has struggled a little bit this year. And Layla beat her last year, so she's got a 1-0 record against Sabalenka. So that's huge. She does have Swiatek in, in, her, in her half, who just beat her up pretty good a couple weeks ago. But, uh, you know, Layla really got a pretty good draw. I could, I could see her, you know, making a run, winning three or four rounds. And then I guess Kerber, who is a 16 seed, is in her sort of central quarter or around a 16 but i feel like she's beaten kerber before yeah, she has beaten kerber as as bianca so you know i think she ha- she had a pretty pretty favorable draw i mean in the bottom half we have radu kanu i think that's a pretty interesting story there um you know obviously won the us open beat layla in the finals and then admitted to really struggling with the fame and 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 all the press and responsibilities that really came with winning a grand slam and we'll see if she can return to form obviously a great talent at 19 years old and i mean raducanu and, and fernandez are, are in a similar situation where they're they're young and then they had a huge success at us open again now can they succeed now they have a target on the back can they do what the greats i mean we're not necessarily talking about them winning another grand slam but can they back it up with like a you know around a 16 unit quarters of semis that kind of result because we've seen players win grand slams make finals make semis and then they kind of disappear for a while because they just can't handle the pressure when they're expected to now do the same thing over and over again. The media will be on top of them. You're a U.S. Open finalist. You're a U.S. Open champion. You know, do you expect to win this tournament? And so, you know, the greats, the Serena, the, the Nadal's, the uh, Djokovic, Federer, uh, Navratilova, all the greats have, have found a way over the years to to still win when they're expected to win, which is the most difficult thing to do and, and unbelievable to, to handle the pressure on court, off court. There's so much, I mean, what they have to deal with the media just before, during, after, and then focusing on the tennis. So that to me is going to be interesting, what the 19-year-olds can pull off. Well, I mean, you know this better than I do, but just imagine the opportunities that exist in their lives now. Once they've won a grand slam, they have millions of dollars. But just think, you know, you're, you're, you're of that Instagram culture. Think about how many opportunities you get to jump into businesses or have experiences, right? And I think the, the thing about the Djokovic, the Nadal, and the Federers is they've made their lives really boring. They made it just about being the best and they, they dedicated their life to recovering and competing and training. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of distraction on tour and it's a physical grind. So I think that's, you know, it's obviously that there's a, you know, other players are game planning for you and that you have a bulls on your back, but it's also, you know, managing that grind on tour, but it's also knowing how to turn down those opportunities and uh, not go to the parties in Paris. So Paul, my life is really boring. So I'm just wondering how come I haven't achieved that amount of success. It's been really boring lately, especially with a club, not being open so what's what's going on i mean it can't give me something throw me a bone here at the end of the day Stephen, i know you too well your life is far from boring oh, i'm sure you find it I'm, not, ways. I, I'm you by the way you're not boring me right now so this is <laughs> this is the highlight of my month <laughs> thank you Paul. all right should we move on let's, to uh should we move well, on to the top part of the draw that's top part uh, the only oh. last thing in the bottom half is you got Halep. let's see if she can stay healthy does she uh, return to form i mean obviously she's won a few grand slams but uh, 14 in the world She's been struggling for the last and eight months. And Darren Cahill is still coaching here or, or not coaching anymore? I, I don't think they're reunited. I think since they that breakup happened yeah. uh, last year, um, I think it was last year, she really struggled a little yeah. bit. So I don't know if she's brought him back into, into her team. I haven't followed it that closely. But yes, we'll he'll, be, he'll be commentating. Darren. Darren, Darren Cahill. He's pretty great. He's one of my favorite commentators. Him and Brad Pitt. Oh, Brad Pitt? No. The, the other Brad. The other Brad. Brad Gilbert? Yeah, Brad, Brad Gilbert. Gilbert. You got it. Winning Ugly and there's Acting Ugly. Brad Pitt has a book called Acting Ugly. No. No, he doesn't. Okay. Uh, he should, though, when you, when you think about it. Um, I don't know. He acts pretty pretty, I think. He's, he's a handsome fellow. He's definitely handsome. 
Uh, you really, th- I've thrown myself off here. I, I'm not sure what the Let me put you back on track. Top, top of the draw. Top here we go. Draw. Top of my game, top of the draw. So we've got number one in the world, Ashlyn, Ashley, Ashley Barty, who is Australian, who's won two Grand Slams. I believe she won, did she win Wimbledon? She won a French Open and US Open last year? No, for now, wait a second. She didn't win this US Open because she... Oh, you're right. She won Wimbledon last year. Wimbledon. So she yeah. is pretty hot. We've got... Um, Osaka, who won last year's Australian Open. Defending so, champion. Defending champion. So four-time Grand Slam champions. You've got them potentially meeting in the round of 16. That's that's not a good draw. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really unfortunate draw. I think you have two of the best women in the world competing that early in, in the draw. I mean, Osaka, you know, spoke a lot about her mental health struggles uh, and really hasn't played uh, since um, the U.S. Open last year. Uh, really impacted her ranking. Um, and, you know, it's it's pretty unfortunate that they're going to meet that early. Um, if Osaka returns to form, you know, she's probably the best player in the world, really, for the last yeah. uh, three she's or four game, years, yeah. which is on her game. And Barty's probably, you know, when Osaka's not there, is number two. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens in that, that part of the draw. I um, I definitely like Osaka, and I, I wish her sort of all the best. Uh, hopefully hopefully she's, she's, you know, if not completely on top of her game, close to the top of her game, and, and if that's the case, she'll produce some amazing tennis. I mean, she deserves, uh, you know, we deserve to, to be treated by her her, uh, her grace on court and her hard-hitting, kind of similar to Bianca. I mean, in some ways, Serena, Bianca, and, and Osaka all play a very similar heavy-hitting game, and uh, I look forward to having the three of them in the same draw again. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. We're missing two of the three. No Serena. No Serena. Which is just, you know, I'm sure when there's no Serena, the rest of the draw kind of takes a sigh of relief, and okay, they feel Let's like go. they have a chance. Yeah. yeah, they really do. So, I mean, the other interesting uh, players in the top half, we got um, uh, Maria Sakkari, who, uh, you know, obviously one of the fittest players on tour, had a great run. She is jacked, folks, jacked. <laughs> jacked is the right word for sure. But she's, you know, just steadily been improving. You know, she's now uh, the fifth seed. Can she break through this year? You know, it's a big question. She struggled a little bit in those big moments. Uh, can she break through? And then you get Coco Goff in the bottom of that uh, of the half. You know, she's been the young, still super young, super young, huge phenom. You know, can she start, you know, pulling together the matches and break through? It's going to be interesting. You know, no, no Serena, but we've got some pretty good drama on that in the women's side for sure. Okay, so we're going to move on to the men's draw, which our current number one seed may change is uh, Novak Djokovic. Um, assuming he plays, I mean, well, guys like Mofis hurt him, you know, third round. I, uh is the highest seed in the 16. I, I don't see too many guys. I guess he would have Barantini in the quarters in terms of highest seeds. Um, that's a pretty good-looking draw for him. I think that's called a great warm-up tournament for him. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I don't think there's anyone there that can, I mean, obviously, and all the players yeah, there are so is. strong. Yeah, there is. Chapeau. But uh, no one in the in that quarter, I think, can really hurt him. Uh, even Berrettini, right? It's, uh, he's 4-0 against Berrettini. I know Berrettini's won a set the last two times mm. they've played, but... But I that mean, also wasn't Australian Open, where Djokovic just won nine, and the, and the court's a bit slower. And yeah, yeah. slower hard court outside. I, you know, Djokovic. But do you is think so, tough. so? Through all this drama with Djokovic, I mean, there's. I find it hard to believe that he's been able to train properly. Well, he was hitting as of uh, yesterday, so as of the twelfth of January, yeah. he was he was on court, so he has time to prepare, and he's so fit. I mean, obviously, he's probably a creature habit. It's really impacted him, I think, in terms of his preparation for the tournament. Yeah, and his mental state, ask. who knows? I mean, obviously, if anyone can can pull it off, it's him. We have no doubt there. But you couldn't ask for a better draw. But, you know, the top half is, is a pretty tough half, right? When you got Zverev, you got Nadal, you got Chapo, Djokovic, and Berrettini all in one half. That's a pretty stacked half of the draw. 
But if Djokovic doesn't play, that top quarter is going to really open up. Right? That would yeah, that would change everything. I mean, in terms of our Canadians, Chapeau has got a potential Zverev uh, in the round of 16, which would be very difficult. Um, players leading up to that, there's some good players. You might have to play potentially Opeka, six-foot line Opeka, who's actually playing Anderson, who's 6'8 in the first round. A battle of giants. Clash of the Titans. Average height, 6'9 and a half. No <laughs> problem. Pretty ridiculous. And, you know, I guess this is going to be a big test for Dennis. You know, he looked pretty steady uh, at the end of the ATP Cup. He looked like he's ready to really break through. Um, you know, I think just he needs to keep re- improving that returning game, but he's got the shots, and on any day he can beat anybody. So uh, he's got a reasonable draw. Let's see what he does. He's got to feel pretty good about his game right now, the, the way he, uh, he's been playing in, in ATP Cup. I mean, it's what a great tune-up. Like, he's, he's looking good. I think this is where he needs to be yeah physically looked ready to grind but uh, the top half I think is pretty stacked we're going to see if Joker plays but uh, let's take a look at the bottom well well who uh, who do you like in the bottom it's pretty hard not to say Medvedev's coming out of that I mean he's okay yeah yeah Casper Rudd you know not everyone knows him from Norway he's been rapidly climbing I'm actually guy. shocked at how highly ranked he is right now I, I've barely seen him play I gotta step up my game here he's just so solid he just doesn't, yeah. really doesn't miss. He's got some weapons too, but he just moves really, really well. He's super solid. Uh, he's been really consistent. You know, I think where Dennis is a little more up and down. Uh, Rudd is similar to Dennis in terms of physicality, but is just maybe a little more steady and consistent. So uh, he's someone. You know, I don't know if he's ready to win a Grand Slam yet, but he's coming. They got Sitsipas, who really, since losing that French Open after being up two sets to love, the Joker has struggled a little bit to string you know big matches together. So we'll see if he can bounce back. Then a fun little first rounder, uh, Andy Murray, who got a wild card, is playing against uh, uh, Beslashvili. Am I saying it correctly? Who and he just beat him in the previous tournament, the court in the round of sixteen, I believe, to make the quarter. So uh, rematch for them. I mean, Murray to me is someone who can still produce great matches for a couple rounds. Then his body, unfortunately, just can't handle it. But uh, yeah, he plays such a physical brand he's made, of tennis. He's made five. Finals of the Aussie Open and never won. Never won. What I a mean, loser. Never won. I would take his his loser <laughs> record. He's pretty a good. loser. I like that guy. So unfortunate that uh, his hips, you know, gave out on him. He had to have surgery. And yeah. I really pull for Andy. He was such a good competitor, and you know, by all accounts, really great. He has person, a, so. uh, a bio thing on, on Amazon. It's really good. Uh, that's quite uh, quite entertaining. It'll either depress you or you'll start training really hard. <laughs> um, I chose uh, one of the options. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're looking old so school sit ups. That's why you're looking so fit. And knuckle push ups. So let's look at Auger's draw there. Um, I think we discussed that last episode. Hey, but, you almost uh, sounded French there, eh? Auger. Auger there, eh? Auger. Paul is making fun of me, eh, there? <laughs> no offense intended. <sighs> no offense. Looks like uh, he's got Rublev in his in his uh, section of the draw. Who's Rublev. who's the five seed? I mean, I'm a bit surprised that Rublev is that highly seeded. I mean, he's a solid player, but if you were going to play a top five seed and you told me Rublev, I would start laughing. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I would think it's probably the, the best choice out of uh, everyone else. So, solid player, but beatable. OJ's got to feel like he's in an all-time high confidence-wise. Um, maybe a good battle against Evans from Great Britain in uh, the third round. Yeah, he's, he's set up pretty well there. I, you know, I could see him going to the quarters for sure. I, I think the Medvedev matchup is a bad one considering Medvedev just beat him 6-4, 6-love in the uh, ATP Cup. But, um, you know, I think OJ is getting there. He needs to build the ball a little bigger uh, and really put the ball away a little more to take down someone like Medvedev. I don't know, a guy like Chilich who, you know, could Chilich challenge Rublev and take him out. Who knows if he's hot. He's, he tends to be a hot and cold guy. but I don't see it anymore. No. I think he's, he's well past it. So prediction for the tournament, who are you picking to win? 
Uh, kind of hard to predict, not knowing if your number one C is going to be there. But uh, I, I, I think with everything going on, assuming that Djokovic is playing, I think it's gonna. I, I see his training up to this point not being what it, what it was. The extra pressure, he's going to be a little edgier. I would lean towards Medvedev. Um, I, I know you can't ever count Nadal out. I just don't really know where he is in terms of his body and you know where his game's at. But uh, uh, I'd love for the Canadians to sneak into quarters, semis. I think it's possible with this kind of draw. Yeah, like like you, I think I'm going Medvedev on this one. I think Zverev has an outside shot in the top half. Um, you know, I think he, you know, he's beaten Joker two of the four, last four times they've played. So I'm actually going to take Zverev to come out of the top half. I think Nadal's coming back. I don't think he's as sharp as he was. And I think those those two players, Medvedev and Zverev, are ready to win. So, but I'm going to take Medvedev to win the whole thing. I think he's just uh, he's just so solid. I think I'll be texting you at two in the morning. Is what I think. I think there's gonna be a lot of that. I think you better lot. answer, Paul. Anyone who sees me is gonna now you know. Because otherwise, I'll just pretty. continue to talk to myself out loud <laughs> in the basement with no one there, and it's it's not good. Tristan's right? not gonna join you that early. No, no, no. But it's gonna be great. Everyone enjoy the Australian Open, uh, and you can you can hold us to our predictions. Uh, again, we're taking who are you taking the women, the women's. Oh, you know what? Let's go. This is a bit risky, but I'm gonna go Osaka. Oh, really? Ah, why not? I'll. Uh, I'm gonna go Barty just to keep it interesting. You know, gotta 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 respect my my Yonix peeps, right? Go with it, and uh, we're both going Medvedev for the uh, the men's side. Absolutely. All right, enjoy everybody. Get okay, some folks. Rest when you can, <laughs> we will. This is Paul Cairns and Stefan Cadu for Don't Be Deuce episode number three. See you later, folks. Enjoy the tennis. Thank you for joining. Me.